sunshine, pour yourself a cup of coffee, and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews, Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. The time is now 8.01 a.m. And you are listening to... Oh. Yeah. That's right. That's right. All of our people. All of you. All of us. Everybody. Good morning. It is Tuesday. It's Tuesday, y'all, and it's very, very nice outside. Just got the coffee, got back here to the studio, and man, it's nice and mild today. It's so pretty and peaceful. You got birds chirping, you got uh, butterflies flying and landing on the flowers very majestically up and down Downer Place as the City of Aurora workers do their thing, watering flowers with the little truck and driving down the street. They got the big hose thing that they put up in the flowers and it drips down on your bike as you park your bike underneath the flowers. Yeah, but it's beautiful. It's 66 degrees outside there right now. The high today will be 82 degrees. That'll be reached at about 1 p.m. And tomorrow will be 79 and sunny. Lots of nice weather uh, in the forecast. Friday looks like it'll be 75 and cloudy along with Saturday. Anna's Custom Trees, good morning. Jennifer Ryan Mate, and what is up? Yay! Aisha Saxon, good morning to you. Maria Chorito, good morning. Buenos dias, dear friend. Buenos dias. Okay, got some stuff to talk about today. Um, like the title says, we got jobs to talk about. Loaves and fishes is hiring a bilingual uh, English and Spanish program coordinator. Uh, so Lowe's and Fishes has been in the community for a long time and doing great stuff. This is a full-time position. Uh, the program coordinator serves as the first contact in this high-volume, high-contact client area. The coordinator directs and manages all program desk activities. This will include serving visitors and clients by greeting, welcoming, and directing. The coordinator notifies agency personnel of visitor arrivals and will provide general information to community callers and clients on available services, policies, and procedures you report to the associate director of programs full-time hourly job requirements flexibility to work occasional evenings and an occasional weekend day excellent verbal communication skills in spanish bilingual very cool lowest and fishes community services is committed to creating a diverse environment and is proud to be an equal opportunity employer. All qualified applicants will receive consideration for employment without regard to sex, gender identity, sexual orientation, race, religion, color, national origin, disability, protected veteran status, age, or any other characteristic protected by law. Qualified applicants are encouraged to apply. Awesome. So how are you guys doing today? I hope that you guys are all uh, feeling well and everything. I I have to tell you, 
Besides uh, some more job stuff that we have, there's a whole lot going on in the community. And also, this is the uh, it's Tuesday Committee of the Whole meeting tonight. I think the RAP Committee is meeting as well. So there's a lot of stuff taking place here in the city. If you guys did not know, um, there is uh, more apartments, or excuse me, there are more apartments coming here to Aurora. I uh, saw a great article that I'm going to be reading to you guys about uh and i want to get your opinion on it you know so this is going to be the second major housing development that's taken place here in the city of aurora the first as we know and as we've been talking about is the uh complex that's going to be coming right there by jake's bagels uh next to river edge park so i know that you guys have uh feelings about that we talked about that but we will continue speaking. Mary Foltz is here. Good morning to you, Mary Foltz. Can Network shouts out C-A-A-N. That's the Community Advocacy Awareness Network. Shouts out, friends of ours. Okay, Aurora is examining plans for 250 townhomes on the near east side, excuse me, far east side. Uh, the City Council Building, Zoning, and Economic Development Committee recently recommended a zoning change and a preliminary plan. Uh, for Chelsea Manor, being developed by M.I. Homes of Chicago, LLC. Uh, it's along South Commons Drive, just north of Montgomery Road and just west of Route 59. Um, now, this is interesting as well. The, the full city council still needs to vote on the plan. The development backs up to the Calvary Church property, and it'll be next to the Gramercy Square subdivision, which M.I. Homes also developed. The land was once owned by the Indian School District. Russ Whitaker, an attorney representing MI Homes, said the company was ready to develop Chelsea Manor because of the success of Gramercy Square, which is already sold out after two years of development. Wow. Chelsea Manor will have two and three story townhomes similar to Gramercy Square. One of the best features of the development, from the city's perspective, is connecting Commons Drive from Montgomery Road to 75th Street. Commons Drive would eventually be connected throughout the far east side between Montgomery Road and the Route 59 train station, becoming a traffic reliever for Route 59. The development would have two access points both onto Commons Drive. One would be in the middle of the subdivision and the other to the north. Wow. Ask and you shall receive. Now, we were talking about that. I know we were. We were just chilling on this show, talking about it not that long ago, about how there needs to be more housing. Well, the housing has arrived. Well, rather, plans for it. Uh, so the link to that article is in the chat. Let me know what you guys think about it. I'm really interested to see how you guys feel about it. Uh, this is going to be on the far east side. Remember, the first one that we were talking about, the big project is going to be downtown smack in the heart of downtown right across the street from the train station so that's a whole different vibe and aesthetic as well the time is 807 a.m and you are listening to good morning aurora the second largest city's first daily news podcast i want to say that school is back in session and we appreciate let's give a round of applause for our teachers first of all Let's do that. Let's shout out our educators and those involved in education. Uh, this show aims to be a welcoming place for our educators and our teachers. So if you know a teacher or you know a person who works in school districts and they are involved in education, give them a hug. 
on our behalf. Let them know that Good Morning Aurora is here for them. And we want them to tune in uh, because we are very appreciative of those who have a hand in uh, bringing up our next generation of young leaders. Okay. Christina Cash is here. Oh, Christina Cash, what is up? Good morning. Local realtor here. Happy to hear news of uh, new housing. We have many buyers in need. Christina Cash is a great person. She and I attended the Aurora 2020 census rally. Remember that, Christina? It was the one where the guy was singing in the middle of Paramount Theater right there in the big lobby. That was cool. So yeah, Christina Cash, great realtor. Uh, follow her on Instagram as well. I think it's Christina Cash Homes. Is that the handle, my friend? I hope so. Okay, kudos to our educators from our friend Daniel Barrero as well. Okie dokie, guys. I put the link in the chat for you to check out the, uh, the new article about the development of new homes on the Far East Side. Please take a look at that. Uh, and again, give me your thoughts, your feelings. You know, we have email. Good morning, Aurora, IL at gmail.com. All right, lots of new stuff coming up. Uh, I'm going to do this a day early, but September is Suicide Prevention Month, National Suicide Prevention Month. We can all help prevent suicide. As National uh, Suicide Prevention Month is September all month, mental health advocates, prevention organizers, survivors, allies, youth, and community members unite to promote suicide prevention awareness. Uh, now, there's going to be a youth art showcase with a lot of great things happening. Children, youth, Families and community members are invited to view the art created by young people for Suicide Prevention Month in galleries across Kane County. Masks are required for all, regardless of vaccination status. Um, so check this out, guys. At Aurora City Hall, Tuesday, September 7th, uh, from 5 to 8 p.m., there will be the Youth Art Showcase there. Side Street Studios, Wednesday, the 15th of September from 5 to 8 p.m. And that's at 15 Ziegler Court in Elgin, Illinois. And the Geneva Center for the Arts, Friday, November, excuse me, September 17th from 5 to 8 p.m. That's going to be at 321 C Stevens Street, Suite Q. Holy cow. Try to say that five times fast, right? 321 Stevens Street, Suite Q. That'll be in Geneva. Shout out to a lot of great sponsors, Simply Destiny, Veterans Crisis Line, Family Focus, SPS of America, Family Service Association of Greater Elgin, NAMI, Kane, South, DeKalb, and Kendall Counties. Uh, for more information, you can contact Anna Cerniak at C-Z-E-R-N-I-A-K-A-N-N-A at co.kane.il.u. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're never going to remember that. I know that. So that's why I'm just going to make a post for this later on and put that on our Facebook page so that you guys can just read that at your leisure. All right. Also, don't forget about our friends of NAMI, KDK, Kane, South, DeKalb, and Kendall Counties. They offer free support groups for individuals and family members, education programs about mental health topics, volunteer and internship opportunities, connection to mental health resources via an info line. Their mission? To provide free mental health education, support, and advocacy from individuals, family members, and communities. You can give them a call at 630-896-6264, 630-896-NAMI. The time is now 8.12 a.m. You're listening to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast.
Okay, you guys, so as you know, as we mentioned, uh, Chicago Public Schools just fully reopened yesterday for the first time in 18 months as COVID was going on. Uh, I Now, I bring this up uh, as I kind of started off with. I bring this up because I really want to put out there about educators. This is going to be teacher and educator heavy today on the show, you guys. I hope that you guys don't mind. Oh, by the way, I want to show you something really cool. So yeah, we uh, we got some new stuff going on here in L Studio. Uh, I'm going to give you a little bit of a tour here. You guys may have seen that we have an internship opportunity for youth available here uh, on the show. We'll get into more details about that coming up soon. Anna Sierra, Emily Bo, Jen Mendoza, good morning to you, dear friend. All our people here. All our people, man. Love y'all people. Okay, uh, real quick, got a comment here. Actually, let's uh, shout out another local here with a little bit of news. Liliana Aguilar tells us, good morning, Aurora. She's a business owner doing commercial and industrial cleaning solutions and cleaning services. Thank you very much for sharing that information with us, Liliana. We appreciate that very much much okie dokie guys now what the heck was i talking about oh yeah chicago public schools all right so um hundreds of thousands of students headed back to chicago public school classrooms just yesterday the first complete resumption of in-person learning since the pandemic forced classes to go online in march of 2020. some students re-entered buildings in the winter and spring but the majority chose to continue the studies electronically as the pandemic rages on a new normal awaits the students who returned just yesterday everyone is masked meals will be staggered between classrooms and cafeterias some students will be tested for covid 19 once a week with a nasal swab but for first graders around the city monday represented their first shot at a traditional school experience uh, now, the article, this is a Chicago Tribune article, excellently written, I have to say. Um, and there's a variety of uh, interviews in here, in the article with uh, parents. Uh, I encourage you guys to read it, check it out. It covers a wide range of uh, feelings by the parents, all of which are safe and responsible. Chicago Public Schools touted a safety, a variety of safety protections for this new school year, but the Chicago Teachers Union, a few dozen elected officials and some parents, say these measures need to be strengthened. Social distancing uh, was cut from six to three feet where possible. Weekly, co weekly COVID-19 testing for students is not required, uh, except for the unvaccinated or half-vaccinated athletes during the sports season, since CPS employees have to be fully vaccinated by October 15th. October 15th. Uh, and we talked to you guys about that not too long ago. Actually, that was last week on Jeanette's planning and on Thursday, as a matter of fact. Uh, so I have the link for this. I'm going to put this in the chat for you guys. What do you guys think about that? I know that almost literally almost everybody, all of you guys are parents just like me. So, I mean, we all have our feelings on and I, for one, uh, am a great advocate for safety. And I think that you guys understand that on this show. All we do is try to bring out good, positive information that's safe for all. All right, the time is now 8.16 a.m. So Aurora Methodists set the third drive-in worship service. Friends of ours. Shout out to a dear friend, Alan Benson. Okay. Um, so Pastor Derek Rogers of Flowing Forth United Methodist Church uh, has been leading 
monthly outdoor worship services at 10 a.m. And Sunday, September 5th will be no different. This will be at Aurora Christian School, uh, 2255 Sullivan Road in Aurora. Worshippers can sit in their vehicles or set up lawn chairs. Shouts all the way out. Parking's free. A free will collection is taken. Communion is celebrated with prepackaged elements. Pandemic protocols include wearing facial masks. Um, and in case of inclement weather, worship is held in person at the ACS Royal Christian School Theater room. Uh, on September 5th, this coming up Sunday, Reverend Rogers will preach on Never Abandoned Without Hope. This will conclude the This Is Us, the Genesis of God's People sermon series. According to Pastor Rogers, quote, as we've discovered throughout the sermon series, the book of Genesis is a book of beginnings, most notably the beginning of God's people. We've discovered who we are and who we're called to be. As we close our series in the book of Genesis, we'll look at Joseph and how his story gives us one final insight into who we are as God's people. The time is now 8:17. So remember, please, guys, uh, save that date. And uh, shouts out to our friends of Flowing Forth United Methodist Church. All right. Cups Broad Drive is taking place October 1st, now accepting vendor registration. Uh, that's now open. Proceeds will go to the Aurora Fire Museum. As you guys recall, uh, we spoke about this just yesterday. Now, we went to the Cups Broad Drive last year, and that's actually where we met uh, Cindy Morales, Jim Mendoza, and a whole bunch of other people. It was really cool. And I remember I got these like vegan cookies. They were tasty as well. The Aurora Regional Fire Museum is a great place. We did a live broadcast from there just last year. Uh, Shouts out to Brian Failing, the executive director. All right, guys. Now, this is going to be a first on Good Morning Aurora. Actually, it'll be a second on Good Morning Aurora. This only happened one other time. And... It does qualify as Tomcat Varsity Football. Friday, September 3rd at 6 p.m. It's a home game versus South Elgin. Friday, September 10th, 5 p.m. at Fenton. Friday, September 17th, 7 p.m. at Glenbard East. And Friday, the 24th of September, 6 p.m. Home game versus Streamwood. Go Tomcats. Oh, oh, blah, 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 oh my gosh. I messed up. I read the whole thing and then messed up at the end. Get, take it up. Sip it up. Sip it up. Sip it up. Oh, sip it again. Sip it again. Ah, oh, my gosh. For those of you who are new to Good Morning Aurora, every time we mess up on the microphone, we take a sip of coffee to calm ourselves and get back in the, the proverbial flow. All home games are played on Roy E. Davis Field at Ellsworth Hills Stadium. All right, go Tomcats. Uh, so I say that's a first. I'm not really a sports fan, but I know a lot of you are. So that's why we do it. It's not for us. It's for you guys so shouts all the way out okay indoor mask mandate do not forget that started just yesterday and it is ongoing uh please be sure to follow the rules as much as you can be respectful be nice there's no need to get silly as you're waiting for your little chipotle burrito don't make a scene and don't let me get videotape of you going crazy 
as you're in the line at Audi or something like that because it'll go on our Instagram reel so fast it'll make your head spin. All right. 2,100 students are left without rides as a chaotic first day in Chicago left a school bus driver shortage. The driver shortage affecting the Chicago public school system and suburban districts is part of a larger national trend expected to affect summer, excuse me, school districts across the country as summer break is ending everywhere. This is insane. Now, this is the uh, actual other piece of job information that we do have for you guys today. Chicago public school officials said the district had created a plan to pick up students 15 to 30 minutes earlier than usual with stipends for students who couldn't meet the new pickup time. Uh, but last week, 90 drivers resigned, including 73 who resigned on Friday alone, leaving the district short about 500 drivers. Locally, the shortage means that about 2,100 Chicago public school students, mostly selective enrollment or magnet school students like DeChant, um, won't have bus transportation. Wow. And the stipends for $1,000 for the first two weeks with $500 a month after that. Holy cow. Um, not good news, guys. Not good news. Now, I actually did not yet get the full reasoning behind why so many bus drivers resigned in mass and you know how we do on this show we're not coming with uh just 75 percent of the information unless we got 100 percent, we're not putting anything out about it but i can give you a little bit more info specifically on the local issue and uh when it comes to east aurora with about 40% less than its normal number of bus drivers, East Aurora School District 131 is facing, quote, mass chaos, trying to get its students to school and back home each day. That's according to Superintendent Jennifer Norrell. Some students are missing classes, while others are sitting on buses for hours during hot and humid weather due to this problem. The bus driver shortage impacting several Aurora area school districts is, as I just read to you, part of a larger national trend. According to Dr. Norell, she said expected to, she, or rather, she expected to face a hurdle with student transportation with the school year starting, uh, but she was in tears during the first day of school when the last students weren't put on buses to go home until 6.30 p.m. hours after the mid-afternoon dismissal of classes. She said it was a catastrophe. The district is now down 15 drivers for its routes, and that's on a perfect day when no one calls in sick, causing issues for the 4,000 students who take the bus to school in the district each day. At Simmons Middle School, some students have missed the first two periods of class during the week of school, during the first week here, uh, due to the school busing problem. East Aurora's Board of Education approved paying $2,000 per staff member, a total cost of $274,000 to the district for the first semester. The staff members who agreed to come in early or stay late to be with students stuck at school due to busing issues. After approaching First Student Bus Company, which East Aurora contracts with for transportation, according to Dr. Norell, she said she was told that many of the union drivers picked different districts to drive for after East Aurora did not return back to school for hybrid learning as soon as some other districts in the area. Now, that is interesting. 
allow me to continue. This is the whole re listen. This is why I started off with. Hold on, let's do this. Back it up. Back it up. Back it up. Back. That's why we started off with hug a teacher or an educator or someone who works in education. Because this is the premise of the bit, as they say. I read this and I was absolutely discouraged. Uh, allow me to continue. It's 8.24 a.m. Indian Prairie School District 204, which also contracts bus services through first students, said it is also facing a driver shortage and has 42 routes without a permanent driver assigned. The routes are being covered by on-call drivers, borrowed drivers from other areas of Illinois, first student management, mechanics, and office staff from around the area. That's according to Lisa Berry, Executive Director of Communication Services for District 204. According to Ms. Berry, currently 93% of the routes are running on time. Word up. Yikes. So I, I will put the um, I'm going to put the link in here to this article for you guys uh, again so that you can check it out at your leisure here. What do you guys think? I mean, l let me know. First of all, good morning to everybody just, just now um, tuning in. Uh, what do you guys think about that? And I hope that this is not affecting any of our friends here on the show uh, who have kids in school. Hopefully you guys are still able to maneuver um, and get your kids to and fro from school in a uh, good fashion. I really hope so. I'm bringing this up again just to uh, highlight, bring awareness. Our school district 131 is top notch, dedicated, and they do an, ops, an absolutely, excuse me, fantastic job. Uh, but more needs to be done. And if we can help them by getting the word out and letting people know what's going on, then we will definitely, definitely do that. All right, guys. Uh, now here's the job portion of it all actually uh, first student is actively hiring excuse me recruiting and training new drivers in the Fox Valley area and has increased starting wages from 18 to $24.50 an hour and is hiring excuse me offering hiring incentives including a $2,500 sign on bonus for new drivers and $3,000 for experienced drivers uh, according to the company officials, applicant flow is steady and they do have 15 driver candidates in various stages of training. Plainfield School District also uses first student for its bus system and has not had issues with driver shortages to get students to and from school. Um, there's no buses to take middle school athletes to away games during the fall season and the district is asking parents to carpool to provide the needed transportation. Wow. Oh, so yeah, lots of stuff going on there, guys. Um, get the kids to and fro school as efficiently as possible. I just put the link uh, to the story about this in the uh, chat for you guys to check out at your leisure. All right, the time is now 8.27 a.m. And you are tuned into listening and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Yeah, so let's talk about the internship program that we have. So we currently have a youth intern program uh, just started. It's a two-month program. Uh, it is designed for a student or a person seeking college, uh, but it's also open for any at-risk youth. Now, any at-risk youth uh, will need to be squared away, supported, or recommended 
by a, uh, a probation officer or another uh, person of staff within the community uh, recommended by them. Um, but we aim for it to be something that can help develop some skills for our at-risk youth and any youth. It's a two-month internship program, free coffee, and at the end of the two months, there is a $100 stipend. Um, so yeah, it's a guest service position. You will be, or the youth will be responsible for meeting, greeting our guests, having them come on to the show, getting them squared away, getting them coffee, and anything else that they require. Water, a pat on the back, anything. That's what it's all about. So yes, if you know anyone, let us know at goodmorningaurorail at gmail.com. All right, Norm Peterson says, good job on the... Uh, Bill Foster interview. Thank you, Norma. <laughs> Thank you so much, Norma. I I appreciate it. That was a good interview. So um, you guys feel free to check out the interview. It's now live on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. It's on YouTube. It's everywhere. Anywhere you get your podcast from. It was a good interview. Yeah, Bill Foster. That's my man. He's really cool. Uh, we had a great interview with him. We talked about a lot of different things. Um, one of the things that we talked about was the Vanessa Guillen Act as well. So Bill Foster was, um, I, I it, it escapes me what's his, I don't know if he drafted the legislation, uh, but we did speak about it. I apologize, guys. I mean, I need another sip of coffee. But uh, the Vanessa Guillen Act basically is the escalation of complaints of sexual harassment outside of, well, rather, in addition to, but outside of a chain of command, bringing in an outside investigator uh, because sexual harassment problems have long gone reported in the military uh, with no follow-up of any substantial measure to allow relief to the victim. So that is to say it goes up and disappears. Um, and that's not cool. So I support that as a veteran of the United States Navy. Time is now 8.30 a.m. Dan says, the transportation situation is a tragedy. D-131 relies on bus transportation services and hiring drivers is out of their control. Man, District 131 has done a lot of good for the community and been very squared away. We hope the situation gets resolved for the benefit of students, staff, and everyone in the community. Okay, so uh, the next thing I'm going to tell you about, I have, I have West Aurora School District news covering $40 million in pandemic relief funding. But I think before I get to that... I am going to have to tell you about my dear friends at the Alive Teen Center. Shout out to my boy Gabriel Bradford. He will be on this show coming up next week. So get ready, you guys. Uh, but get ready for this as well. The Satellite Alive Aurora location is co-sponsoring a free art event with Visual Arts in downtown Aurora on October 1st. Art Comes Alive, a teen art exhibition was created by the Alive Teen Center to celebrate and display the creativity of local youth. All artwork will be submitted by local teen artists and will be put on display at Gallery 1904, 1 East Benton, 
uh, downtown. Now, remember, 1904 is the lower level of 1 East Benton, which was the old Aurora Public Library. How do I know? Because I used to go there. That's why. Okay. Free of charge and the community is expected and desired to come out and take part. Calling all teens in grades 6 through 12 to submit up to two pieces of artwork for the exhibition. Submissions are free and they are due the 24th of September. Uh, there is a Google form link, which I have, and I'm going to put that in the chat in just a moment. All rules and regulations are available on the form and once submitted, uh, entrants will be contacted with further instructions on where to drop off artwork prior to the show. As teachers in the art department, they greatly appreciate your help in spreading the word to teens that love creating art. Uh, there are flyers. I have the Google form. Again, this will be a post later. This will be a bigger, whole bigger thing, and you guys can share it at your leisure. Put it on the gram, anything you want to do. Um, but I'm going to give you the link right now that you guys can uh, at least put that around. Now, I know that we have a lot of creative people in the chat, and I know that a lot of them um, have artistic family members and young people. So if you guys do, man, please take part. This is really good. And the Alive Teen Center, I'm telling you, they always do good things. Gabriel Bradford's a friend of the show. Addie Rubio is the director over at the uh, Aurora location. The Naperville location is located on the on Fifth Avenue in the Fifth Avenue station. That's the old train station right there. And um, Casey Chitwood is a director as well, and she is a Rotarian. Time is eight thirty four. Okay, the link is in the chat for you guys to spread the news on the art. Bianca Camargo is here. Good morning, Bianca. Yay! All right, word up, word up. Let's move on. West Aurora School District just told you guys about this. Look at all, I'm telling you, this educator news. I've been yakking a lot, guys. Let's take a real quick sip. Sip it up. Coffee sip, community sip. Can we do that? Oh, my goodness gracious, this coffee is so good. Treadwell. Shouts out. They did a good job this morning. I don't know where you guys get your coffee from. But if you're ever in downtown... Hit up Treadwell, 14 West Downer Place. You are 63 feet away from Good Morning Aurora, anytime you do. Okay, West Aurora School District is examining the best ways to use about $40 million in federal pandemic relief funds the district expects to receive over the next three years. In part due to the funds, the district is looking at a proposed balanced budget for the 2021 to 2022 school year. According to West Aurora School District Finance Director Ryan Abramson, quote, we were able to achieve this with the large inflows of federal funds coupled with conservative budgeting on the expense side, end quote. Department budgets were held flat or decreased unless they dedicated more funding to student and family engagement, which is a point of emphasis for the district. That's also according to Mr. Abramson. The board recently reviewed a tentative budget showing operating expenditures at an estimated $185 million, with an increase of $12.2 million, or 7%, over the 2020 to 2021 budget. The district's operating revenues are projected at $187.3 million, an increase of $13 million, or 7.4%, 
over the 2020 to 2021 budget. The district's budget for salaries is $101.3 million, an increase of $5.3 million, or 5.5%, according to school board documents. West Aurora, like other districts, must decide how to use its elementary and secondary school emergency relief funding from the federal government. According to Mr. Abramson, the main challenge when developing this budget was effectively utilizing the temporary federal funds. We want to make the most impact we can, keeping in mind these funds will only be available for the next three school years. And according to West Aurora School District Assistant Superintendent of Operations, Angie Smith, the district has allocated a portion of the funds already. All right, so uh, man, I gotta tell you, I want, well, I want the same thing that you guys want. I want all of our youth, no matter what district they're attending, to be serviced, and be taken care of in the best possible fashion. Kudos to the West Aurora School District for all of the great work that they've been doing and their effective budgeting. The link to this article is in the chat for you guys to take part in. What are you guys up to at the moment? Who's at work right now? Is anybody at work? Tracy Duran, I know what your I know what your setup looks like. Tracy Duran's got a real cool setup. She's got like the dual laptop screen. She's in there chilling. She's got her coffee and everything. Sometimes she's got Good Morning Aurora playing on one tab on one screen. And, uh, you know, a little bit of work in the Excel spreadsheets and all that on the other screen. You guys got a nice home office setup or are you in a cubicle stuck somewhere in the recesses of corporate America? Are you with your red stapler sitting back in office space? You guys got that reference, right? You guys know that. One of the best movies ever. I love that movie. Okay. All right. So let's keep going on, you guys. Keep going on. Keep going on. Keep going on. Keep going on. Um, Kinky Boots. I want to give a shout out to the Paramount Theater. Cheryl says she's heading to her cube. Cheryl, this one is for you. So can we all give a lift? Can we all take a sip of coffee for Cheryl? Cheryl's a good friend of the show. I like Cheryl. Cheryl, this is for you. Ah, oh. community sip just for our for our friend Cheryl. All right, two years. A joyous kinky boots kicks off dust at the Paramount Theater. Shouts out to my dear friend. Joel, friend of the Paramount Theater. Shouts out to Jim Cordy as well. Let's give them a round of applause real quick. Word up. Word up. Oh, man. It's so real. It's so very real. All right. Back in 2019, a group of actors auditioned for the musical Kinky Boots and Aurora. During that time, theaters closed, health worries compounded, and promising careers were brought to a silent halt. But these performers, at least, had the promise of a gig. 
And in a truly stunning burst of joy and vitality, the opening night of a show two years in the making finally arrived just last week on Friday. Along with an audience ready to cheer every fabulous moment, as if applauding the return of nightlife itself. Ugh! I gotta tell you, this is what I. This is one of the reasons why I do this. God, I love. I just love the printed word. Anyway, uh, a Broadway in Chicago musical downtown still is weeks away. But if you've missed the glitz, glamour, and joie de voir of glittery tuner, the Paramount Theater is here to serve you. Uh, with a colossal production that, as co-designed by Kevin Depinette and Christopher Roten, delivers a level of spectacle well in excess of the original Broadway production. Great article here, you guys. Please read this. I like it very much. I hope that you do too. If you, uh, I don't. If you guys been to Kinky Boots yet? Any of our listeners been there yet? Uh, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. It's going to be going pretty soon, but you know, stay tuned for that. We will uh, make a great post about that so you guys can check that out. Tia's here. Good morning to you, Tia. Good to see you, dear friend. Okay, you guys. Uh, Victoria Hila Maldonado is here as well. Good morning. Great and talented author, author of Bartleby the Brave, amongst many other great works. Okay. Um, so I want to tell you that your favorite new show is doing something very cool coming up on september 5th which is sunday we are going to be presenting to you the first ever news and mimosas noticias y mimosas taking part at 24 north broadway that's tavern on broadway brunch will be 15 dollars, and the mimosas would be just a buck it'll be a whole lot of fun you guys go in there come on out we're going to be doing a live interview from a restaurant you've never seen nothing like that before Never, at least not in Aurora. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be a good time. We will be uh, doing a live interview. You will be live with us, uh, and it'll be a great time. Tavern on Broadway uh, used to be called Tavern on the Fox once upon a time, uh, but it's also down there um, next to. There's a Karate Dojo. It's right across the street from Chupacabra, the intersection of Broadway and New York Street. Basically, guys, man, you can't miss it. Uh, Noticias y Mimosas is going to be a good time I'll be doing a live interview there Sip it up with us It'll be from um, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. as well Okay Dora Sanchez is here Good morning to you, Dora Good morning All of our people are here There's literally a bunch of businesses, man I mean, in the chat God, I love you This is what we do it for But yeah, um, you know, we have So this will be our second event um, And we've got a whole lot more to come We're still planning a bike ride too A community bike ride with everybody So if you got a bike, get ready Because that'll be taking place as well We're going to do a meet-up bike ride And everything before it starts getting cold outside So we got a lot of things coming we're actually proud um, sitting back talking to many a different friend, one of which was Norma Peterson. Uh, but sitting back talking to like our friends and just realizing, like, look, we we just keep we got to keep it moving, man. You know, we got to keep it moving. More community. That's what it's all about. So we'll do a coffee day. We'll do a bike ride. And just stay tuned. We're going to keep doing things that can continue to bring us together in a positive 
fashion. Time is now 8.44 a.m. All right. Uh, so as you guys have been seeing, noticing, uh, it's been filling up your TV screens for quite some time now, just like Good Morning Aurora. Uh, but the last U.S. troops left Afghanistan just yesterday, ending America's longest war after 20 years. The United States of America completed its withdrawal from Afghanistan late yesterday, closing a chapter in military history likely to be remembered for colossal failures, unfulfilled promises, and a final frantic exit. It cost the lives of more than 180 Afghans and 13 U.S. service members, some barely older than the war. Hours ahead of President Joe Biden's Tuesday deadline for shutting down a final airlift and thus ending the United States war, Air Force transport planes carried a remaining contingent of troops from Kabul airport. Thousands of troops had spent a harrowing two weeks protecting a hurried and risky airlift of tens of thousands of Afghans, Americans, and others seeking to escape. In announcing the completion of the evacuation and war effort, General Frank McKenzie, head of United States CENTCOM, that's short for Central Command, said the last planes took off from Kabul airport yesterday at 3.29 p.m. Washington time, one minute before midnight in Kabul. He said a number of American citizens, likely numbering in the very low hundreds, that's a quote, were left behind and that he believes they will still be able to leave the country. Um, now, the, uh, the reason why I bring that up is for two reasons. One, I want everyone to keep in the front part of their mind, as I like to say, that we recently lost 13 Marines, um, but that should not be overshadowed by the total cost of the war in Afghan civilian lives and in American lives total uh, since the start of the war. And I think that that needs to be brought into perspective because I do believe that currently at the time, and this is something that we spoke to Mr. Foster about, currently at the time, the discourse, word of the day, discourse, the American discourse is counterproductive. It's antagonistic. It's pessimistic. And it's constantly at odds, or people are constantly at odds with each other. What that does is it detracts from what is actually going on and what should be remembered, and that's that violence and chaos is still an everyday factor of life for many. So we can't take our eye off the social ball to get into the trenches of bickering back and forth on Facebook and leaving a comment here and posting some stupid meme. That's not helping anyone. And if we want to make an impact that's positive, and if we want to contribute and raise the level of dialogue, then we have to be mindful of the lives lost, who those people are, and what they stood for. Uh, I will put the, uh, I apologize, I'll put the link to the uh, article that I just read from in the chat. 
Um, but again, keep in mind, as that article stated, there are people who went to the war who are younger than the war. Uh, a scathing indictment on war itself. The time is now 8.48 a.m. All right, I'm going to send you the link, you guys, for the minutes, city council agendas and minutes. Do not forget. Well, we haven't forgotten. I know you haven't forgotten it at all. I will give you every piece of information that you want so that you can further find out what's going on, take part, watch, get engaged. Good morning to you, Josue. Oh, man, my man, he's here. Josue Paez is a friend of the show. He also goes by the moniker DJ Venom. Moniker was the dead word of the word word of the day Thursday last week. Today it is discourse. Don't forget. Um, he is also the founder of Harry Beast Dog Radio. My man, we got some more stuff happening and coming up. So don't you ever turn off your dial. Good morning, Aurora. The second largest city's first daily news podcast and Harry Beast Dog Radio. Got some more stuff coming. We got things coming. I mean, everybody's got something coming. And I tell you this, if you have anything positive that can contribute to the betterment of our folks in Aurora or Kane County, you can send an email to goodmorningauroraIL at gmail.com and we will definitely get back to you. All right. Don't be a part of the cause. Be a part of the solution. Actual facts, sir. Actual facts. My man. All right, you guys, a couple more quick things to go over uh, before we wrap this up. The time is now 8.50. Oh, my gosh, I forgot. How in the world could I not have told you the menu? The menu. I didn't tell you the menu from Corinne's Kitchen. Oh, my God, for the September 5th. Listen to this. Oh, Lord. I might make y'all hungry, but that's just the price you pay when you listen to the Second Artist City's First Sale News podcast. We talk about food at 8.50 in the morning. Brisket tacos, two corn tortillas served with smoked brisket, refried beans, cheddar cheese, salsa, cilantro, and topped with a fried egg. Good gosh. Your omelet. Choose three of your favorite ingredients, mushrooms, green peppers, onions, ham, avocado, bacon, cheddar, or Monterey Jack cheese, and French toast. Thick cut French bread prepared to creamy, cinnamon, crispness. Ooh, damn. Now, I didn't write How that. How do I know? Oh, my God. That sounds good. And a pulled pork sandwich. Texas-style slow pork, slow smoked, excuse me, pork shoulder served on a brioche bun with barbecue sauce on the side and pickles. Two sides. Home fried potatoes, fruit salad, avocado toast, or side two, English muffin, wheat bread. Put me down for wheat bread. I'm a wheat bread guy. Multi-grain, lemon, blueberry muffin, and banana bread. Shouts out to Corinne's Kitchen. Okay. Now, I want to say good morning to a friend of the show. His name is Peter Aguilera. Peter Aguilera is the owner and founder and proprietor of AA Electric. AA Electric is our electric contractors located in downtown Aurora with over 20 years in the business and completely certified. You would be remiss not to hire 
AA Electrical Contractors for your next contracting job. I will put the link to their business. I'll make another post for them and put that out there on our Facebook page so you guys can contact them. And when you contact AA Electric, let them know that you heard about it on Good Morning Aurora. I really want to give my friend Peter Aguilera a shout out. He's a good man, and um, people can learn a lot from that brother. We interviewed him last year. It was so long ago, man, but I think we're going to have to redo another interview with Peter Aguilera because uh, his perspective on life I do appreciate as a young brother. Time is 8.52. Okay, join our friend Christina Campos of Family Focus today for the Layperson's Guide to Mental Illness. It'll be a virtual event taking place. Learn about how treatment works, what resources are available, and more. This will be from 6 to 7 PM. And guess what I got? I got the link to the GoToMeeting. I'm going to put that in the chat for you right about now. Boop. There it is. You just saw it pop up. Okay. Uh, mental health and suicide awareness, very big topics that are going on. I want to give you highlights of that. Did I say it's from 6 to 7 PM? It's from 6 to 7 PM. You have to register. Click that link and do all of that. All right. Don't forget, calling all artists, our friends of Culture Stock are bringing to life the classic Latino card game, Loteria Aurorita. Well, I didn't really mess that up. I, Aurora Rita, Aurorita, La Bella. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Winnie Love is here. Winnie Love, good morning. Okay. Aurorita, La Bella, your creation of a classic card game or a classic card in that game could be featured november's first friday culture stock will be featuring and unveiling the game and the submissions uh all submissions have to be received by the 15th of september jpeg and png format only we've already posted about this you can email araceli at a-r-a-c-e-l-i-a at culturestock.org also don't forget our friends at mccarty mills they're hosting a mental health fundraiser on september 18th um mark that down on your calendar y'all i want you to remember something don't forget this when you hear about mental health initiatives when you hear about uh emotional awareness please keep that in mind and please highlight shout and promote that because a lot of people are suffering um, and you can't tell that they're suffering. They're keeping things inside. They may be remiss to speak on it. They don't want to talk about it. They don't know how to articulate things. Our friends of Simply Destiny and many other organizations here in the city are ready and prepared to help in a professional manner anyone who needs said help. You can also email goodmorningauroraIL at gmail.com and we will put you or them in contact with relevant community partners. The time is 8.55. Lord, have mercy. I only got five more minutes to do this. Oh, yikes. You know, I, I got to tell you guys, my life starts getting hard at 9 a.m. It's like I was thinking about that just last week. yo. Like at 9 a.m., that's when like <laughs> that's when life starts getting like real crazy for a brother. It's like, oh, my gosh. When the news is over. That's when I got to put on the, the bat suit, man, and get busy. 
Okay, couple more quick things that I can get out for you guys, uh, and I'm gonna keep it keep it 100. Saturday, September 18th, from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. at the Santori Downtown Branch Library, free community shredding event hosted by the Kane County Teachers Credit Union and the Aurora Public Library. Safe, secure, contactless event. Fight identity theft and endless clutter at home by bringing in your personal documents to have them safely shredded. It'll be held at the downtown Aurora Santori Branch, 101 South River Street. Shouts out to our friends and our community partners. Also, October 2nd from noon to 5 p.m., our friends at Talented 10 Social Services, they're hosting a holiday craft vendor fair. This will be a fun event, $25 vendor fee, and the location is 205 North Lake Street. Registration is required for these these. Oh my god. You know what I did right there? I put I put this and event together, but I just did it real quick. These. That's crazy. This event. Like, damn, Curtis is Italian now. Okay. Well, I don't know if that's Italian. Anyway. Um, all right, so there's the link for that, you guys. Take part in that. Register, get out there and do all of that. Okay. The Kane Senior Council is in need of volunteers. Still, told y'all about this, man. Get ready, get ready. The Elgin location, located at 101 South Grove Street, needs assistance in delivering hot meals every Monday through Friday to seniors. Keep our seniors in mind. That's an order. Experience, maturity, and wisdom. The Kane Senior Council does a lot to improve the quality of life for our seniors in Kane County. Help these folks out by volunteering. For more information, you can give a call to 630-338-0999. That number again is 630-338-0999. I have the link to their website. I uh, got it right here. I'm going to put that in the chat for you guys as well. Uh, I'm going to be very interested to do a great interview coming up with a stakeholder who... Uh, it has a background in uh, mental health awareness and is also a veteran of combat in Iraq. Stay tuned for that, you guys. I've got that coming up very, very, very soon. More love, more good vibes and blessings. That is right. Facts, y'all. Facts. And I got one more quick piece of information before we get out of here um, for you guys. <clears throat> Excuse me. Don't forget... Please, our friends of the Aurora Public Library Foundation are having the uh, ongoing, right now, annual virtual 5K walk and run, Lace Up for Literacy. It's going until September 6th. The proceeds benefit a new and modern bookmobile and more literary resources for children. Kids have to be exposed to relevant information of a positive nature. So Lace Up for Literacy, please register for this. We need your help. Due to the ever-widening educational and digital gaps made worse by the pandemic, the Aurora Public Library District Board of Directors has restarted the Bridge to Hope campaign for a new bookmobile. Your support will help make possible a new 21st century bookmobile and literacy package for vulnerable children. The new bookmobile will be operational mid-2022. Our partners, the Aurora Area Food Pantry, Marie Wilkinson's Food Pantry, Spark, Marie Wilkinson's Child Development Center, Two Rivers Head Start Preschool, Family Focus, and Wesley Preschool uh, have helped deliver up to 15,200 packets to date. Everyone of these 
organizations are grateful for your support. No act of generosity is too small to make a difference. All right, guys, the link for um, that is in the chat for you guys as well. The time is now 9 a.m. You've been listening to and watching. Good morning, Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. It's Tuesday. I hope that you guys have a safe, positive, wonderful, and blessed day today. Um, I want you guys to remember, if you know a teacher, let them know that Good Morning Aurora gave them a shout out. If you know a person, if you know a school attendee of any kind, I don't care what their job is, from the lunch lady to the crossing guard, whoever they are, give them a hug, shout them out, and let them know that we appreciate their work and everything uh, that they are doing, and we hope that they continue to stay blessed. Also, I want to give a shout out to all the hard work done by District 131 and District 129. If you know somebody who needs a job, bus drivers. We as a community need them. All right, guys, take care of yourself and each other.